Come in, please. Step out of the rain. It had been raining for three straight days, and even the regular customers were staying away. On Thursday, Thomas had the idea of posting a sign on the doors of the museum. By Friday, several letters had blurred away, and the others were running toward the bottom of the page as though attempting a getaway. By Saturday afternoon, the note had turned into a sodden piece of pulp and, driven by the winds into the gutter, was carted away on the underside of a busy man's leather-soled shoe. Thomas was bored. It was only April 20th, and he had already read all the books Mr. Dumfrey had bought for him for his birthday on April 2nd, including The Probability of Everything, which was nearly a thousand pages long, and A Short History of Math, which was even longer. So he spent the morning in the attic playing Death Trap, a game of his own invention. It was like chess, except that instead of using a checkerboard, it relied on the patterns of a threadbare Persian rug. And instead of pawns, bishops, and knights, the pieces were various things pilfered from the exhibits over the years. A baby kangaroo's foot, which could only jump spaces, a dented Roman coin that could only be spun or flipped, an old shark's jaw that didn't move but conquered pieces that came too close by swallowing them, a scorpion tail that paralyzed other players so they lost a turn, an armadillo toe that could be used by any player, depending on who was in possession of the armadillo's shell. As usual, Thomas had no one to play with, so he had to do both sides. He flipped the coin and sighed when it landed face up. That meant he had to move the Egyptian scorpion tail back three swirls in the carpet. You should take the armadillo toe. Thomas looked up. Philippa, the mentalist, was sprawled across a daybed watching him. What? he asked. He and Philippa were both twelve, but her dark almond-shaped eyes her straight fringe of black bangs, and her sharply pointed chin made her appear much older. Philippa sighed. If you move the scorpion there, she pointed, you can take the armadillo. Tail takes toe, right? Thomas saw that she was right and felt annoyed. I didn't know you were playing, he said. He had grown up with Philippa, but they had never been close. Philippa shrugged and picked up her book, Mystics, Mind Readers, and Magic, which Thomas had also read and found exceedingly stupid, then rolled onto her back. When she wasn't looking, Thomas swiped at the armadillo toe with the scorpions, sending it skittering off the rug. He had won again. It would be more exciting if he hadn't also lost. He stood up, feeling restless. It was uncommonly quiet, the kind of day that made him feel lazy. Sam was sitting in one of several armchairs in the common area, his hair mostly concealing his face, as it had been ever since he discovered his first pimple. An issue of his favorite magazine, Pet World, was open in his lap. Monsieur Cabillot, the children's tutor, was snoring. Having exhausted himself earlier that day in an argument with Philippa over who was to blame for the Thirty Years' War, he had promptly taken a nap on the sofa with a textbook covering his tiny head. 
Phoebe, the fat lady, had retreated to her bedroom. Smalls, the giant, was working on his latest poem and had spent the whole morning repeating, The swallows fly like shadows across the sky, and Like shadows the swallows fly across the sky, and Across the sky, like shadows, swallows fly, and shaking his head. Danny, the dwarf, had gone next door for a drink. Hugo, the elephant man, was working on a crossword puzzle in the corner. Betty, the bearded lady, was carefully combing and braiding her beard. Goldini, the magician, had been puzzling all afternoon over a new trick, but so far had succeeded only in vanishing three quarters somewhere under the sofa cushions. Rain lashed against the large windows, and the glass seemed to be slowly melting into liquid.